hello, dear listeners, and welcome back to another edition of Historical Footnotes. We've spent the last few weeks examining the life of the patron saint of October, Edgar Allan Poe. Today, we're going to walk in Poe's footsteps and talk about some of the places associated with the author that you can still visit. We'll call it a Poe pilgrimage. Remember, Poe lived all over the place, so several cities like to claim him. But let's start down south and make our way north. You'll recall from the biography episode earlier this month, Edgar Allan Poe, Atmosphere Mm -hmm. of Sorrow, that Poe grew up in Richmond, Virginia with his pseudo-adoptive family, the Allens. Your first stop should definitely be the Edgar Allan Poe Museum. Despite its appearance, the museum is not a building that Poe ever lived in, but it does hold the most memorabilia and artifacts known to have belonged to the author. Started by a group of Poe enthusiasts in 1906, the Poe Memorial Association rented the oldest building in Richmond, then took the bricks of the demolished building that housed Poe's newspaper, the Southern Literary Messenger, and made a shrine to Poe in what is called Poe's Enchanted Garden, which opened to the public in 1922. Let's talk about some of the artifacts you'll get to see if you visit the Poe Museum. First off, they have a lock of his hair. In the photo, it looks like a paper is speckled with blood and adorned with a tangle of hair, but it's actually glue, and the hair is attached to a paper of authenticity because people were a bit intense, and it was reported that up to 50 people clipped hair from Poe's body after he died as a souvenir. Interestingly, Poe's hair was brown, not black, as we often assume from pictures. Speaking of pictures, the most famous likeness of Poe, the Cornwall daguerreotype, is also housed at the museum. This is the picture that you think of when you think of Edgar Allan Poe. Fun fact, the photo was taken of him only four days after he tried to overdose on laudanum after he was rejected by the poet Sarah Whitman a year after the death of his wife, Virginia. The museum also has Poe's childhood bed, a collection of poems written in his hand, and his walking stick, which had a silver tip with the name Poe inscribed. Actually sounds pretty dandyish. Now, if those bits of memorabilia aren't enough to tempt you, there are two museum cats named Edgar and Pluto, both black cats, that are waiting to greet you. Poe loved cats. He and Virginia even had one named Katarina, because of course they did. While you're in Richmond visiting the museum, you can also visit Poe's dorm room when he attended the University of Virginia. The room is open to the public and has reproduction furniture, so nothing he owned, but it is called the Raven Room, and the school's Raven Society still holds induction ceremonies in the room. Leaving Richmond, let's head on over to Baltimore, which is where you'll find Poe's grave. The author is buried in Westminster Burying Grounds, and he actually has two grave sites. His original unmarked grave now has a nice marker, and then he also has a larger memorial from when he was reinterred in 1875. This is the site where the Poe toaster would come every year to pay respects. Also in Baltimore, you'll find another Poe museum, this time in his actual house. It's called the Edgar Allan Poe House and Museum, and is the site that the author lived from 1833 to 1835. They have objects like his writing desk, a telescope, and some of his cups and dishes. What's really cool, though, is that the museum currently has live online tours that are on a pay-what-you-can model, so even if you can't get to Baltimore, you can still see Poe's house. All right, still heading north, we're going to stop at two places in Philadelphia. First, the Edgar Allan Poe National Historic Site is another building that Poe lived in. The author lived in Philadelphia for several years and wrote The Murders in the Rue Morgue, The Fall of the House of Usher, and The Mask of the Red Death while he lived in the city. He actually lived in several houses in Philadelphia, but this is the only one that still stands. It has a very creepy basement that looks like maybe if you went down there, Poe would meet you and maybe steal your soul. Only one way to find out. 
The second place you'll want to head to in Philadelphia is the Free Library of Philadelphia in the Rare Book Department, because that is where Grip the Raven is housed. If you will recall from Grip's very own special episode, Grip was Charles Dickens' talking pet raven and is believed to be Poe's inspiration for the poem The Raven. When Grip died, Dickens had him stuffed, and he ended up in this library in Philadelphia. Seeing Grip in person is definitely on the bucket list. Next, we're heading up to New York. A few years back when I was working a show in Brooklyn for Immortal Perfumes, my cousin and I were all slated to go on a walking tour of all the Poe places in New York, but it got rained out. One day, one day. But there's a few places you can check out. First off, Edgar Allan Poe Street on the Upper West Side is where the farmhouse that Poe stayed at when he wrote The Raven was located. It's all apartment buildings now, so if you go, it's just for a nice walk and to take a picture of the street marker. If you head over to the Bronx, you can visit the Poe Cottage where he wrote Annabelle Lee. This was the final house that Poe lived in. Virginia died in this house and her deathbed is still in there. They also have Poe's rocking chair. The house was refurbished in 2011, so if you visit, it will be like stepping back in time. The surrounding area is known as Poe Park. All right, and the last place we're going to stop at on our literary tour is the place where it all began, Boston. The house he was born in was torn down, but the area has since been named Edgar Allan Poe Square, and there's a memorial plaque at the intersection of Boylston and Charles Street. Two blocks away is a statue of Poe. A raven flies ahead of him, and behind him fall books. Okay, dear listeners, that's all I have for you today. Tune in for a special Halloween episode of Storical, where we'll dive into all the true inspirations for some of Poe's most terrifying stories. (laughs) 